Hey, Maddie. How you doing, girl? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> what you got going on this week? Actually, this week, we're going to be talking about intuition. Have you ever had that feeling when you thought something was going to happen or you felt something was going to happen and then it actually happened? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Actually, I think it was yesterday. I was reading an article and I printed the article out. Uh-huh. I thought I was printing it out for myself, but then I just got a random thought to take a screen cap, send it to one of my friends, and she wrote me back, you're a witch. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Whatever was in the article, she said she had that exact issue at work, and everything that she read in the article was, like, really helpful. So she was like, thank you. That is amazing. That kind of stuff happens to me a lot, too. I know. You're so big on listening to your gut. Yeah, no, you're right. But don't say anything, because I'm going to tell that story on this podcast. Okay. All right, girl, I got to (laughs) go. Bye, girl. Bye. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of More with Monique. My name's Monique DeBose. I'm a singer, writer, and spiritual coach, and my passion in life is to inspire women to choose more for themselves. I started this podcast to shine a light on the stories of real women who, in really big ways and gentle smaller ways, have chosen more for themselves. Today's episode is all about choosing more intuition which may sound a bit counterintuitive because we all have that ability. Intuition is that feeling in your gut, sometimes a warning, sometimes a hunch, always a source of guidance. It often feels like magic coming out of nowhere, and most of us trust those feelings implicitly. We're going to talk to two women today who have learned to listen to that inner knowing. I cannot wait for you to hear their stories. My first guest is Demona Hoffman, a certified dating coach and host of the Dates and Mates podcast. She writes a column on love and relationships for the LA Times called Dear Demona and is the love expert on the Drew Barrymore show. She's also the official dating coach of the OkCupid dating app. She is busy. Now we've all had moments where something inside of us was telling us to do something or not do something. And today, Demona will tell us how to cultivate those feelings. My name is Demona, and I choose more intuition. Hi, Demona. Hey, Monique. (laughs) I love that sexy podcast voice you got going. Yes, you know, hey, I paid for this mic. I'm going to use it. And that booth. (laughs) Well, I'm really happy we're going to be talking about intuition today because I believe we all have intuition, and I believe we all can gain access to it. And I believe that when we're little, we all have access to it. And it just kind of gets turned down throughout life as we just acclimate to society and to what people think we are supposed to know and be aware of. So I'm really happy to talk about this because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, that's just not me. I don't have intuition or I don't know how to access mine. And you're somebody to help change that. So talk to me about how you began cultivating your intuition. There have been several times as from the time I was a kid um, through present day where I got messages. It used to be before I really cultivated the skill that I could only get the messages or hear the messages in my sleep. And I think that's because you're in your subconscious. You're still in that childlike 
belief of possibility and mm-hmm. in your you haven't developed a skepticism. So I find for um a lot of people I'll, I even say this to my dating coaching clients, start paying attention to your dreams or write down questions that you want to know the answer to mm-hmm. before bed. And when you wake up, keep a pen and paper. And it might not even make sense in the moment. And sometimes the dream isn't exactly what happens, but it can provide you guidance or it can be a premonition of what's coming. So one example in particular, my grandfather um, had a stroke and he had been sick for a while. Um, I mean, pretty much he was non-responsive. He wasn't really there for several several weeks and maybe even months. Mm. And so, you know, and it was one of those situations where he's not going to get better. He's not really getting worse, but he's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And there was one night in my dream, I was in this like war zone and I can see it still in my mind, Monique, like it was yesterday. How old are you at this point? I was about 20. 23 or 24. And I was in this like battle zone. I see it just like yesterday. I was in this warehouse and I remember like hearing all the signs, sounds of battle. And we were in this big empty room and we were hiding under this table. And I was like really scared because I'm like, they're going to come, they're going to get us. And I'm like, and my grandpa was like under the table and he's, and I was like, come on, grandpa, we got to go. And he's like, I can't, I can't. But he said, you have to go, Demona. You go on without me. You have to go on without me. I'm even getting like emotional talking about it. And I was like, okay, okay. And then I woke up Mm. and my phone was ringing and it was my dad. And in that instant, I knew he was calling to say that my grandfather had died and I needed to give that message to him. And, And it was comfort for me. And I said, it's okay. He already came through and talked to me and he told me that he's fine and we have to go on without him. My dad was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but wow. it really, like, I needed that. I needed that closure because he had been sick for so long without us ever being able to say goodbye or to communicate. And in a way, that was our goodbye, but it was also a premonition of things to come. Just to clarify for me, so your grandpa was not able to speak with you guys on this human platform. He hadn't been for about eight weeks, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. So I didn't fully understand the difference between psychic and mediumship. Mm -hmm. The psychic is sort of tapping into someone else's soul or your own soul and seeing past, present, future. Mediumship is connecting with those who have passed on. So that experience was a bit of both. It was a bit of a message for me, and it was a bit of communicating with somebody who was passing. How do you link those to intuition? I believe that intuition is is psychic. I think they are one and the same. I think people use the term intuition when they're not quite ready to embrace the P word. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's the absolute same skill set. I think my teachers would say that intuition is sort of that hunch that you get and psychic is more of a developed being able to see it not just for yourself, but other people and communicate. Because the way that the messages come in, um, you have clairvoyance, seeing, mm-hmm. clairsentience, feeling, clairaudience, hearing, clairgustinance, taste. You have all of these ways of getting messages that 
as an adult, most of the time we go around with them completely blocked and turned off. And it's really the psychic gift is being able to combine. Like sometimes I might see a quick picture of something, but then I hear something sort of in my mind's ear. Sure. Totally understand that. Yep. And so many times, like you're walking down the street and you just hear that thing, like, don't turn here. Don't talk to that person. Like you get that, that's intuition, right? It's the coupling of those messages together to extrapolate additional meaning that is the development of the gift of being a psychic. And you believe everyone has this ability innately? I absolutely believe that, 100%. How do we actually develop it? The first thing is just becoming aware of it. So a lot of times with my clients, I'll actually start with vision boards. Like before we begin dating coaching, I will have them create a vision of the person that they would like to meet. And I've come to the conclusion with my vision boards because I've had so many that have been so ridiculously spot on. I can't even tell you. Like I had a vision board before I did my first TV show, I've, I've hosted two TV shows for a Networks and I really wanted to do a TV show. And this is the first time I did a vision board. I got this hit. I was like, I don't know. I see myself like going on a plane to New York every week, which is crazy. Like, why did I... I don't know. I had two little kids. I was just like, I need to get the heck out of here. And then within six months, I got a call. We have the show shooting in New York. I was going back and forth every week. I had put first class, but maybe that was more of the wish. And the other part was the intuition because I was back there in coach. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this. So we have awareness, becoming aware. And then what is what follows next? You kind of have to start testing yourself because if you don't start to see how your intuition lines up with reality and correlate the the connection there, mm-hmm. you won't trust it. You'll you'll start to brush it off again as like, oh, that was a weird thought I had, but that's nothing. You have to see how those thoughts really do connect with something in the real world. I'll even like play this game sometimes when I'm watching television. I'll try and predict what the next thing they're going to say is, or like I'll watch these psychic shows and or mediumship shows, and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to tap into this person's energy and see if I can come up with the same thing as the person on the show. And look, like half the time, For me, it's very hard to connect into that, but it's an exercise that I do to strengthen that skill. Half the time, it's totally wrong, but half the time, it's right. It's you're working out, you're working out and using the muscle, developing the muscle. Exactly. You have to do that with any muscle to get stronger. And then you have to really start to trust it. And you'll see that, like I said, everyone has all different clairs that work together in different ways. Mm -hmm. And you'll start to see some of your clairs are stronger than others or some of them will be stronger at certain times. Mm. But if you really want to cultivate it, the intuition into more psychic gift, I recommend first getting quiet. Meditation is a really useful tool to be able to access your intuition and your psychic ability. So then I also will take a little time just breathing inhaling, exhaling, and then set the intention. So what is the intention? I mentioned earlier, my intention here was to be in service of your podcast and share my story. 
But if my intention is to get intuition or psychic hits for myself or for you, I'm going to just open up and you can picture, you know, some people will picture like a white light coming down and opening up from the top of their head, going up to the heavens. Some people will picture an opening of their third eye and really like an openness to, I'm going to receive the information that's coming in and I'm open to whatever I see, touch, taste, feel, hear, experience, and kind of drop it down into your heart. Still breathing, don't forget to breathe. And then all the way down into your diaphragm, your solar plexus. This is where I get a lot of my intuition from. From that part of your body, the solar plexus? From that part of my body. Interesting. And I would define this as a clear sentience. Some people do define it as a clear cognizance of just knowing. I believe, this is just my personal theory, that everything starts from the feel. Mm -hmm. So when I'm feeling, may I feel into your energy right now, Monique? Thank you so much for asking. Yes, you you have, you know, of course, to me, that makes complete sense that you would ask. That's an important thing to do. And it's also, if you're tapping into somebody else, you want to ask their soul if it's okay. You have my permission. And if you need to go deeper with soul or go higher up the food chain, feel free. Okay. So when I initially tapped in, I got kind of a feeling of um, a little bit of anxiety, like literally almost like butterflies in in my stomach mm -hmm. and a bit of a heaviness there. And I know a little bit about your history, right? Because we're friends. I know that you have also been focusing on that area of your body for your health mm. and well-being, yes? Mm -hmm. But this feels to me like something that is present for you right now. Mm. And I just keep seeing, I keep seeing, um, I keep seeing like um, <laughs> circles. Like moving this way? Yeah. Have you been doing some sort of exercises that are like pelvic? Not really, but this morning I'm making a video for a song and that was some of the movement that was in me recording myself. I just wanted to move to the music and see what came out so I could share it with the dancer. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm seeing that kind of movement, which is not a natural movement for me. So I knew it didn't come from me. So that's the other thing. If you're tapping into your own intuition, that is sometimes even more challenging because you have your stuff, you have your stuff and you have somebody else's stuff. We're all connected. Mm -hmm. That's the really big thing about this intuition. We are all connected. That's so true. I love that we are, we know that we are all connected and that our intuition really is kind of a radar system to help guide us to what it is we actually need to be guided towards. I don't actually agree that everyone thinks that we're all connected. I've met a lot of people that I don't think are tapped into that knowledge. Yeah. Um, I fully believe it. And that's why this work has really transformed my life and my practice in such a dramatic way because it's reminded me how connected we are. And like, look at what I do for a living. I help people make connections and communicate better. And like, I just have now expanded my lexicon for communication. Absolutely. 
How wonderful is that? And that is something that anyone can do if they're open to it and if they're willing to slow down. That was the hard part for me. That's why meditation has been a really big key to unlocking this for me. Because you can't hear it if you have monkey mind and you have always racing thoughts and you're always looking for the next thing or pushing through the uncomfortable moments. Passing over things, yeah. Yeah, what happens when you sit in it? I love it. That was beautiful. Hey, it's Monique here. I'm still putting the finishing touches on my new album, You Are the Sovereign One, but I wanted to share a preview of my new single, Brown Beauty, which is available to pre-save now on Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere else. Seriously, take a moment and pre-save it. Brown Beauty is a love song I wrote to honor all women of color, and I can't wait for you to hear it when it comes out on June 25th. If you want to check out more of my music and my world, make sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at I am Monique DeBose. Take a look at yourself. See the queen that I see. You have everything you've ever needed. No one can touch what you've got. Brown beauty Brown beauty Brown beauty I'm Monique DuBose and this is more with Monique. My next guest is a friend and a big inspiration. Jamia Drummond is a global curriculum designer, educator, as well as an official Oprah ambassador. Jamia once told me that her gut feeling never lies, and today she's here to tell us why. My name is Jamia, and I choose more intuition. So I wanted to talk today about choosing more intuition, and you are somebody who came up in my intuition about this conversation. So What does intuition mean to you? For me, intuition is connecting to that inner knowing and allowing it to guide you and trusting it. That trust part is a huge factor. And we all have it. I remember as a kid being guided by intuition all of the time and not knowing that that's what it was. But not that I knew better than people, but I felt wise as a child, I felt very wise. I felt like I knew the good people. Mm. And so sometimes my mother would even have friends over and she'd pull me to the side and she would say, okay, I just met this person. What do you think? I really trust what you say about people. And I would say, oh, mom, that's, that's a good person. Or I would say, no, that, that isn't, you know? And I really believe it's because I trusted my intuition, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that I was, I was wise, but it was because I allowed whatever came through to me to be just that. And I didn't question it. You know, and I think a lot of us do that as kids on the playground. Hey, can you be my friend? And that's it. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not all of these questions, not, Hey, do you want to play? You know, you know, and you go with it. And then, um, Getting older, going through, I want to say maybe high school and university, I started to lose that trust in myself. What do you think caused you to lose that 
And were you aware you were losing it? No, I wasn't. Uh, I think it may be a part of growing into your your womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, around that time, I would ask my friends. You know, I would say, I got really angry with someone during this conversation. And this is what I said. Was I in the wrong? Okay, okay. You would let me know, right? You know, part of that sisterhood stuff. I feel like part of that, though, too, is also just kind of growing up. It's for socialization on purpose to like stay connected to the tribe. The sisterhood connection, right. I think it just becomes a part of natural socialization with other girls, young women as well, you know, telling bits and pieces of our lives and giving feedback and receiving that feedback. And it's also important to follow your gut and not waver. I remember, I think this was in maybe 2016, I went to Greece and it was after I decided to go on this spiritual journey, this divine feminine trip across Europe, no plans, no guide. I was just, you know, connected to myself, reading a lot about Mary Magdalene Mm. and just really allowing myself to connect to myself as a woman, as a free spirit. Yeah. And um, because of that, I was a lot more open to, let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. And at myself, I would, I would meditate, not as much as I do now. At that time, I would meditate a little bit, but I didn't quite get meditation then. Sure. It wasn't really comfortable for me. My mind would wander. So it'd be, it would be maybe two minutes. Sure, yeah. You know, and then instead I would just pray. I would say, you know, what? I don't really get this meditation thing. I'm just going to pray. That's, you know, what I know. Mm-hmm. But I would do that and I would I would ask my higher self or my guides to use me. I would just say, use me today. I don't know what that means, but I'm here and I'm open. You know, use me. And uh, so I met a friend, um, Maru Iabuchela. And um, Maru told me about infinite receiving. And she said, Jamia, what are you doing here? And I said, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm on this spiritual journey. I want to allow myself to be used in some way. And I'm also allowing love to come into my life, but love to come into my life as a free spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, as someone owning my, my own life, you know, my own journey. And she taught me uh, this phrase, more please. And she said, okay, well, since you're connecting to your inner guides and your inner knowing, you can leave them clues. You can help them out. You can tell them what you want. So whenever you're having an experience, like you're on a dance floor and you're dancing with someone amazing, you can whisper, you can think to your guides, more please. Or if you smell something, you're like, this guy smells amazing. I love a great smelling man. More, please. You know, so I was like, okay, that's brilliant. So I started doing that for everything. I would do that when I would walk out in the day and the weather was amazing. I would say more, please, you know, or, you know, and then suddenly I started feeling like I could even hear my guides. Like I would walk one way and it would say, no, 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 not that way, this way. And I was like, you know, or it's intuition to you, spirit guides. Like, is that what it is? Like a turning up of the volume of that guidance that you have, those around you taking care of you, directing, supporting, encouraging. No, it's more just 
listening to my inner knowing, but I felt at that time that my inner knowing became just this tribe of spirit guides. And I felt like it was because I was surrendering so much. I was so open. I was so, you know, I'm here to do exactly what you say. And it just felt like that entire experience in Europe was divinely guided. There was one point where after that I went to France and as soon as I arrived, someone had taken my wallet out of my purse. Everything was gone. And I think I was there for seven days. Luckily, I had already paid for my accommodations and my flight moving forward, but I had nothing, no cash, no cards for my trip there. I was just like, what am I going to do? And then it was like, I felt this knowing that I was going to be fine. Mm. It's like, of course, you're going to be fine. And then I kid you not, I pull out my iPad and my friend Cassie dings me and she's like, girl, I just arrived in France. Where are you? And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm in France. <laughs> Shaking because I realized someone stole my wallet. She's like, I'm coming to get you. Where are you? You know? And then it was just like, ding, ding, ding. People showing up, people messaging me um, that their friends who lived in Paris were taking me out to dinner that day and, you know, just random things. And I was just like, more please. Wow. More please, you know, connected. And that experience just reminds me, even now, because I, I go in and out of it, you know, being really connected to my intuition and then still questioning sometimes, oh, am I sure this is the right thing? Am I, is this it? And I remember that time of full surrender, of deep connection uh, to my intuition where I didn't even have a wallet yeah. with any cash or cards in this country <laughs> that I'd been there before, but I didn't know anyone there. And it was just like, if you follow what you know, you know, if you just stay connected, you will be fine. Don't question things, just relax and enjoy it. I feel like sometimes intuition is very clear and it's like, but if I do that, then I'm basically blowing up my whole life. And I don't know that I want to do that in this moment. Right. So I'm wondering, is it like a hundred percent? We must listen to our intuition always, or is it like a gradation in that? Okay. I'm aware that that's present. I don't want to lose track of that. And I don't need to like go from zero to 60 immediately. What, what's your take on that? I think it's just that. And I think, you know, it's important to remind us all that we don't just feel one feeling at a time Mm -hmm. or one emotion at a time. You know, you can feel joy and the hard, you know, I mean, when I say standing in the mud, which is my favorite phrase right now, because I feel like I'm in that space a lot with a lot of people, (laughs) you know, with this shifting and, you know, a lot of hard conversations are happening, a lot of growth, a lot of, you know, so there's a lot of let's stand in the mud and get to know who one another is now. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is standing in the mud, it's fun aspects. Like you think with your rain boots on and you're dancing around, you know, but also it's sticky and gooey and it's this and that. Yeah. And I feel like intuition is this and that. Um, one of my most recent experiences, which is so tough, is ending a friendship with one of my best. I don't even want to say one of my best, my best, best in the world, we decided not to be friends anymore, which is so difficult. 
And so much of my intuition over time was like, you have to let this go to journey forward, you know? And the joy is in the journey forward because I know I can already feel what that's going to be. And the hard is knowing that that person can't be along for the journey. That's hard because there are times when I'm just like, I can make this work. (laughs) I can make anything work. I can, you know, and there's so many, well, I can have, I can do the hard conversations. I can stand in the mud. I can, I can, I can, I can, and I can, but that's not it. I'm really feeling how big and full and challenging that is because what I'm hearing is like to really like have roots with somebody, to really have life experiences with somebody, to really love somebody, and also really have clarity around this is where we part uh, in order for me to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've been conditioned to believe that hard is bad. Mm -hmm. And some of the hard is the biggest love. Mm. it's the biggest, most beautiful love. And a lot of that, it can be parting, you know, when it comes to situations like that, um, there tends to be a lot of conversations such as everyone can't go with you here mm-hmm. or leave people so you can go to the next level. And I really don't like that kind of conversation or context because it's not true. You know, it's not that someone isn't big enough. And that's why you have to part or, you know, you're growing and they can't grow. No, you are both big yeah, and beautiful and amazing and growing. But as you said, but this is where you part and that's fine, you know, but it's hard. There's joy, but there's pain too. We'll have to make a different choice in our relationship. Is that a good way to put it? Sometimes when it comes to relationships, any kind of relationship, The discomfort isn't a red flag type of glaring hard bad. You know, it's not, well, this person did this to me or said this about me. Or oftentimes it's a feeling. It's a, oh, there's this constant discomfort or it's not working. And that's the power of your intuition, really listening to yourself. And trusting yourself, whether or not it's worth continuing to stand in the mud or going back to that mud over and over again, or if it's time to move on. That's the difference between intuition and logic. And that's, to me, what makes intuition so important, because there are times where you can't write a pros and cons list. The logic doesn't really make sense. Um, And logic doesn't really work so well when it comes to matters of the heart. Right. But intuition, your vibes, that gut feeling never lies. And I think that's where it was, where both of our guts were like, ah, everything in me is telling me I can, if I want, make this work or try to, but I also feel that I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I loved hearing your gut feeling never lies. My heart felt thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Hi, it's Monique again. As today's episode is all about learning to connect to your own intuition, I wanted to share a clip of a song from my new album, You Are the Sovereign One, which is out August 27th. This song, Incomparable, 
is all about owning the uniqueness that is you. Because when we do that, it makes trusting our own voice so much easier. For more conversation about intuition, as well as a host of other inspiring discussions, be sure to join the Women Choosing More group on Facebook. I'll meet you there. time for the Choose More Minute. Our bodies are so wise. When we're seeking guidance or information about next moves in our lives, big and small, our bodies can be a wonderful resource. Our bodies are always talking to us. They are always keepers of information. So let's try this quick little exercise. Think about something now that you want more clarity on. As you breathe into that thought, Notice what part of your body starts to activate. That part of your body has information for you. So ask it the questions that you have. Literally take a moment and say, body part, tell me more about this, and then be willing to listen. You'll be surprised at what comes forward in your consciousness. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I'll see you next week. Our producers are Larry Carlat and Hannah Randall. Administration was done by Angela York, and today's episode was edited and mixed by Ronnie Mickelson. Our theme song was written by yours truly. Have a great week, and remember to... Be the woman that you know you are. Don't you travel farthest you.